Welcome to the Anodos Podcast, a platform dedicated to curating conversations that inspire and uplift, challenging all kingdom creators everywhere to play their part in flooding the culture with light by making art that makes room for the expression of God's glory and points a generation's hearts back to God. Through conversations with various artists, culture shapers, and patrons of the arts, from all walks of life, we aim to empower kingdom creators towards greater creativity and effective storytelling with excellence while building a community and sharing ideas that are shaping our culture. So with that, we're going to start a conversation here, and we are both artists. Uh, I would love to know Bonnie as an actress, as a writer, artist in general, uh, a woman of faith. <laughs> uh, how do you navigate and how do you glorify God through what you do as an artist? Okay, so that immediately takes me to my internal world, right? And I know and have always felt from the beginning of, of my artistic journey these two opposing forces, right? At the time, it just felt like greatness, a potential for greatness, and an appetite for destruction, now, in hindsight, I understand that those two opposing forces are the law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death, hmm. right? And how at any given point, my artistry is subject to one of those forces. And it's not immediately apparent, but it's apparent when... I'm holding it up to the light of my relationship with God and asking him to search my heart and show me the intent of my heart. So for me, being an artist and a woman of faith means that I always want God's love, God's mercy, God's kindness, God's character to shape the art I'm making and how I make it, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it's a world that is far too influential, not only on me, but on many other people, um, for me to leave it un unchecked. The world in me and the world that the art operates in, which mm -hmm. is the industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so glorifying God through my art has also meant that I allow God to direct where it plays out. And the word of God says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he prepared in advance for us to walk in. So that immediately says to me that I'm crafted by God in a particular way to do certain things that he has already prepared for me. So if I want to subject myself to God's way, there's a stage prepared for me. There's a way prepared for me and there are things for me to do. And I've learned because I'm many times I've found myself being the one versus the 99, mm. <laughs> right? The prodigal. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout my my journey with God, I've turned my back on God a couple of times. 
and have had to return and say, God, I, I can't do it without you and I don't want to do it without you. And so whenever I handle my art and take my art, my work into my own hands and work it outside of the provision that he's made, the result is, is just mediocre and mm. basic and selfish and mm. self-absorbed mm. and doesn't make room for any magic or any, any way that it could impact society more positively mm -hmm. at large. Mm -hmm. It just ends and begins with me and it's about my consumption, my needs, my achievement, which is usually shaped after what the culture thinks is success. Yeah. So that kind of spawned a thought for me uh, of this, I mean, it's about glorifying God, right? And I love what you said, like, it's how you do it. Um, and there's this, I, the, the idea of like, we live in LA right now, and so many people come here with like this dream of being something, making themselves something to be seen on the stage. And there's inherently a lot of self-glorification in that pursuit um, that we see, like just kind of being validated, being special. And I don't know, I want to speak for you, but for me, it's also quite this moment of, of oh, this artistry can actually, is a gift from God to be something much larger than myself, <laughs> that it's actually in service to the kingdom. Um, and so it's less about I need to do something great because there's something great in me. Um, and I just thought, whatever, if you've had moments of like wrestling with that and, and where you've been able to be like, this is about something much larger and I'm a vessel. Yeah. So also what, what I realized is my, my relationship with God began around about the same time that my journey as an actress and, um, a public figure began. Mm -hmm. And so these two areas of my life developed alongside each other mm -hmm. until I realized that if I just consumed my art independently of God's influence, I was really at the mercy of becoming a slave to it, right? Or it becoming an idol. Yeah. And that depending who who I allowed to influence it, it would it felt like either a curse or a blessing. Hmm. Because there are many times I've said this, and I've heard other artists say this, that it acting's broken my heart, or the industry's broken my heart, or music's broken my heart, whatever it is that I'm doing, it's broken my heart. And and I'm I mostly hear artists say this. And I've always yeah. thought, why is this phenomenon relegated to just artists? And it's because it is such a powerful force of influence that if, if, it, if it's not directed towards a purpose higher than you, it will destroy you. Wow. That's just its nature. Wow. That is, uh, yeah. I, as you say that, I reflect and I can see, you know, there's, again, I kind of keep back because I've lived in Los Angeles 10 years and I've seen the spectrum, right, of actors and writers and all these things. And there is that there there's 
LA has a lot of things. And so, you know, they have this kind of image of, of what LA is, but there's a lot of spectrum. I think it surprises me when I've actually lived here long enough, but that kind of desperate starving artist who is like so committed to the craft and you can see so many times, at least for me, I've seen so many times, like it is really destructive and it's, it's tragic in a lot of ways. And you can see this play out is, is like, you know, chasing that beauty, chasing that stardom up until, you know, age, you get just getting older and older. And like, you still like this belief that, that the break's going to happen or something like that. And, and it's, I've just seen it play out and I've been, you know, different people who, you know, I've been in their apartments and things like that. And it's, um, and it's not a judgment on like uh, how they live, but like the state of their soul and the state of like where, of the love of, of something, making something beautiful. And, and I, I, I know it's played out in my life in many ways. There's sort of been a romanticism of the starving artist, the, the broken down, um, like, like Bukowski or something like that, where it's like, that's the, that's so real. Um, but it, even that was kind of in service of self as like, I'm of being like a real artist. So I, I see what you're saying. And even the, uh, I think we can also see the stories of, of successful people, right. Where it's destroyed their soul, you know, um, because they've gotten everything they wanted and it's corrupted them in a, in a certain way, or maybe just like, it's been what they have was already corrupt, but it's sort of like revealed a light on, on where the state of their soul already was. And so all these things came to them and it was just like crazy, created more destruction. And so, yeah, I just want to kind of, if you have more to say on that, as far as your journey goes and yeah. in moments where you felt like, is this going to break my heart? Is this going to destroy my life? And then, but like, wait, wait a minute. God, are you with me? Um, have you blessed this? Have you given this to me? Right, right. Um, before I, I, I carry on, I don't want—I don't want to miss this moment. I want to ask you: Do you remember a distinct moment when you knew you had to choose a track for yourself, but you had to choose which lane to take? For me, it's just been a lot of little moments of how do I remain faithful with this and even more importantly than like what I'm creating, uh, how am I going about it? Am I going about it with like, God, you're part of this walk with me. Like, I'm not going to go, uh, do this shoot or whatever it might be unless, unless I'm like very open and inviting my people with me inviting you with me. Uh, otherwise it's not of you. I'm trying to hide something. Right. Whew. So I remember a distinct moment where I knew that this was from God and that God had called me to this and that God had given me this talent, this ability, and he wanted me to delight in it, right? Hmm. And I didn't know that I was capable of it. I didn't know that I had it and I didn't know that I could exist in this space. So I'll tell you my story of how I get discovered. It's like a classic yeah. story. I'm at the bus stop on the way home from school where a bunch of kids waiting for the bus but we're probably close to like 50 kids and um, a car pulls up and the lady comes out of the car. She was unbeknownst to me. She was an agent scouting for, for young people. She was going to be starting the first like agency in the country of like kind of like kids between the ages of 
eight and 13. Mm-hmm. And um, she started handing out these pamphlets and I looked down at it and it said, do you want to be a TV star? And the first thought that crossed my mind was absolutely not. I'm not the one. I'm just not built for that. I'm not made for that. Like, what a preposterous proposition. I'm just going to put this in my pocket and forget about this. And she got into her car, drove a few paces ahead, and then she stopped and reversed and made a beeline for me. And she came up to me and she said, I really think you'd look incredible on screen. There's something about you. Mm. And that was such a huge moment for me because I, she was a stranger. She knew nothing about me and I had done nothing. I hadn't performed anything or said anything. In fact, at that point in my life, I was the type of kid to try and hide. Mm -hmm. I was 13. I was hiding from the world. I was hiding from my peers. I just hated attention. Mm. Um, And I had a lot of, tumult going on inside of me because I was um, just experiencing a lot of this drama at home that I didn't know what to do with, right? That was leaning me towards a more depressive, um, anxious um, behavior. And so when when she said that, I I was like, it was massive because it was, she saw me and she saw something in me that I'd never seen in myself before. And looking back, I'm like, that was entirely a God moment. There was flesh and blood did not reveal that to her. Mm. <laughs> she saw something else that God wanted her to see in me. Mm. Right? Okay. And and she was like, this weekend, come and see me on Saturday. I'll put you on on screen, on camera. And I, I was like, okay, I just nodded. I kept nodding because I needed her to go away because... I was getting too much attention from this exchange and I was going to have to explain myself to the kids later. In whichever form that came, whether it's like being laughed at or being bullied or being teased. Anyway, so I, that moment really struck me and I got home and I showed the pamphlet to my mom and she was like, we're going to see her. And I kept thinking, even if this is possible, what am I going to do when she puts the camera on me? Like what is going on? Right? Like this is a crazy desire. It's, it's, this shouldn't be happening. Mm. <laughs> right? And I didn't want to disappoint her because she had seen this thing in me. And so we arrive at her office and she puts me on camera and something leaps in me mm. and I don't know what I did on that screen. Cause she said to me, do anything. She didn't give me a script, nothing. She just said, do anything, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said action and something in me came alive. And to this day, that feeling, that moment of ignition still hits me when I hear the word action. It's really a, a supernatural moment for me. And Years later, I would realize that God gave me this gift and I didn't know what it could do and I didn't know what it could be. And I didn't know how to go to him and say, what is this that you've given me and what must I do with it, right? So the temptation was always to take it and consume it and make it what the world was telling me it should be. Um, And when I found this other avenue, when I got saved at that really young age, I was able to somehow watch God 
move it and shape it and create room for it, right? And it was always room that was nurturing, that was loving, that was that was very specific. And the moments when I would yank it back and and take the reins into my own hands and go my own way, it just lacked glory. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um and I could see how I mean, you know this. Our industry is a lot about building a name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's about name, name building. Yeah, yeah. Right? Nice. Build a name, <laughs> yeah. right? It, you can't build a name without an identity, a formed identity, right? So we, we're out there trying to build this name and it's not anchored yeah. on any complete identity or healthy identity, right? Wow. And so repeatedly... In my journey with the Lord, he's had to bring me back to that place of, Bonnie, what I want us to build is your identity. What I want us to mend is the broken cracks in your identity. What I want us to, what I want to be affirmed in you is your identity. Mm-hmm. Stop coming to this thing, to the stage that I've created for you, mm-hmm. seeking validation from it. Because the validation that you're going to get from it is going to enslave you. And so you are always going to be at its mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you have more to go, but I, two no, things no, popped please, out to please, me. Please go ahead. There's two things that popped out that I think are really valuable because one is that initial moment of action and something divine, like just activated with that. And I think, you know, we're talking about glorifying God and, and they're, good conversations we're, we're having right now there's something like very simple and pure of like glorifying god by creating and he delights in you creating and if he gave you that that identity as someone who's creative like there's joy and there's glorifying of god by simply creating and just be like it's like like your child like hey i just made something beautiful and i think in a lot of ways that can be glorifying just absolutely. like absolutely god just delights in that and I want to, you know, kind of return to that. I have to return to that a lot of times because I can overcomplicate a lot of this stuff mm. of just delight in the fact that I made you an artist, Jesse. Delight in, in this gift that I've given you to create. I delight when you create because when you create, you're a lot like me. Like I'm the original creator. So you're, you're reflecting me and just being creative. Um, and, but we also fallen people and we tend to distort things and twist things and and perhaps make this whole uh, artist a certain identity and we 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 can kind of figure out ways to distort that beauty beauty and that relationship that we have with god as creators um i love what you said because I've, i've had this as well where um he's shaping you through the artwork and it's not just about you know creating your name but like what is God doing to you and for you and for your faith uh, in engaging in it. And I know for me so many times, like whether it's like, this is the script I need to write, or this is my first movie that I need to direct is like, it was actually the process of making it that God was actually like, I was making something about something, but it's also that that was my, my process of becoming the thing that he needed to craft me into. Yeah, I totally get you. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you have moments where you you can feel God's delight in what you're making or 
Is it about that reciprocal communication where you commune with him and you're like, look what I've made and how are you feeling about it? What's it looking? What can I, what more can I do with it? What more can come? And almost an, an exchange of ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. I, I think, I feel like um, there's so much joy that just happens. Respond Like when I make something and I know it's, I feel like it's really good. Uh, there's an energy, like I'm just lifted and it's, 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 it's usually very good. I'll, it, I'll, I'll affirm that. Oh, Jess. thank you. And, <laughs> and I think that's like, sometimes we get in our own heads and we're, right. especially as believers, it's like, are we doing something wrong or something like that? Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's just sharing something that's delightful with you that you've created that is glorifying and it's, it's connecting and people and God loves our joy. If it's, if it's when it's pure and we just share something beautiful that we've made with something else. And I, and I, you know, I wrestled with this so much in my life because I grew up surrounded by uh, Christian artists. I was in the music industry. My dad is in the music industry of my head was kind of swirling with like, oh, does it have to say Jesus all the time? Um, how do you, you know, it, you know, does, does the content have to look like a certain thing? Um, but, you know, kind of come back to that purity of, of it is there's a simple joy that god delights and we can connect with each other when you just like have a friend just show you what they made and it's awesome right and you're like wow that is so cool and that's beautiful and but it's but the only thing is like are we going to use that moment for ourselves and claim our identity and our moment of that or is it like thank you god like you gave me this gift and now i get to connect with other people and we're sharing in beauty. We're we're praising something that is not just of me, but we're we're actually communing together in this right. delight, in this communion. Uh, and it's like you're involved in this. And so, um, I I'll be honest, like that is a a struggle for me. I tend to just like get really heavy. But when I'm just lost in it, and I just make something, I feel that energy, and I'm lifted. I'm just like, this is great. I loved it. And I, I loved making this and now I have, and I work through something and now there's like a real thing that I'm sharing with people. And, uh, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is definitely cool. I mean, and, and one, when, when you said heavy, one thing that comes to mind for me is the weight of fame, mm. right? How I've always had this feeling like I need somewhere else to point the, the fame and the attention and the glorification and the worship too. Right. I don't, I don't think that I have capacity to take it. Hmm. It's too heavy a weight. It's something feels off for me taking that kind, that much adoration and love from masses of people. I, I need that point of pointing it to God. Say, can, can mm. this go to you, please? Mm. Because I know myself. <laughs> I, I, I know that it's me plus you that makes it amazing. Right? And, and that there's something that, that there is a point at which I can enjoy this attention and this validation. But I also know that it can quickly cross over to something far too in- indulgent for me, mm-hmm. far too self-indulgent. I, where it just, my flesh is just relishing in that far too much. And I just need to be 
brought back. Yeah. Brought back to a, a remembrance of something far greater than me at work. Mm. Um, that's just been my experience. I, I think that fame can be addictive and that it is a tough slave master. Hmm. You would know this very well. Um, and I think this is why you're needed right now in Los Angeles and for what we're doing here. Um, to know that wrestling and that how to navigate that as best as you can and you're human and, and that's why there's grace. So, but you've been in this and so many people are here are chasing that name for themselves. And even if it's not a name, even back to what I'm saying of making something great and how quickly the human heart can exchange that, you know, and to make that swap of like, this is really about something bigger than myself, but no, it's for myself. I need to hold on to this right. and, and keep it tightly so that I don't lose it and I can get the next one, whatever that is. And I feel like you are so right for this call um, because God is saying, I need someone who has this experience and the wisdom um, has gone through these challenges to speak on these things and to share your story and to have a voice that's, that's saying I've, I've experienced fame uh, and I've gotten that and I know my own human spirit, but it feels so much more beautiful. It feels like so much uh, more life and more restoration when it's me plus God and, yeah. and and also understanding like the praise you get, people love to praise and, and that's very human nature. We're kind of looking to people to inspire us and to say, uh, boy, I, I want to, I want to, I want to be similar to that person. It gives me, you know, hope and something to archetypes, if you will. Um, but I think internally it feels like you don't really know me. You know, so how can you, right. how can you tell me how wonderful or perfect I am or all these things where it's like, God knows me. Um, yeah, God knows me really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a little more like, you're, we're, we're, it's wise to have some caution with that kind of validation of like, they're all telling me how wonderful I am, but you, you know, you don't always know exactly what went behind, behind the scenes. Um, I think it's funny just as like a side note. You know, people will like talk about like a cool scene in a movie or something. And oftentimes you don't know how it's like literally being like strapped together by like five people and duct tape and, you know, but there's like this cool shot in a movie. And it's just kind of like, it's sort of like a, an image of like how it is. Like we have this, this, this presentation on a screen. It looks so beautiful, but how much like work and just craziness went on behind the scenes just to, to, to create that image. Right. 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 Um, and it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know. I know what actually went into that shot. You have no <laughs> you idea. Have no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I just want to come back to like, God's been cultivating you and what we're looking to do here, um, is to lead a new way and say, we've walked along these paths and we've walked in these dark corridors and we've been, uh, upheld by the light uh, many times and you yourself know like the thing that so many people are chasing you've actually experienced and so that's why you're so valuable to be able to speak with this with conviction um, and and your personal testimony 
Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. And just to reiterate to anyone out, out there who's not sure what we're on about is that <laughs> we at Anodos are also wanting to wake everybody up um, to the reality that whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to be part of it or not, there is a kingdom war at play. Yeah. Right? There is the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, someone might say, I, I, I'm not in that. Just, just leave me out of that. All I want to do is make my art and be a good person. I really want none of that. And I'm sorry to tell you that you're in it whether you like to or don't like to, whether you've chosen to or haven't chosen to. And if you haven't made a stand concerning which agenda you're serving, trust, you've already been picked and chosen. Mm-hmm. A stand has been made for you. If you don't recall ever just making a stand, it's been made for you mm-hmm. because there's a war for territory. And that territory is not just somewhere else in the ether. It's your mind. It's the territory of your mind, right? And because once that territory is taken, it can be used to further an agenda, to influence a generation. And when it gathers critical mass, it's really potent. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's really an important moment of reckoning where you have to decide how you're using your influence and using your art and to what end because it is so influential. And especially with the kind of technology we have available to us to reach so many more people in one moment, it's never been more critical than now. And almost like it's it's a scary conversation, right? To take it to the battlefield and be like, hey guys, there's a war going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost grateful that it's become that simplistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and whether you're a Christian or not, right? Yeah. You can tell there's a war going on. You, you can feel it. Yeah. You have a soul and your soul is 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 becoming aware and going, "Oh my gosh, something's going on and I want to run away from it. I want to I want to not see it. I want to not be part of it. I just want the light." Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and I don't care how scientifically nuanced or, or, or clever you are or what kind of scientific knowledge you've gathered to, to dispel these kind of conversations, you cannot run away from the fact that there is a war at play and that you have to make a decision about where you're pledging your allegiance. Yeah. And from, and, and to, to know like your gifts, your talents, you're born with them, you inherit them, but your inspiration to use those talents for something beautiful. There, there's a divine, I say, spark to that. So how are you going to use them? To what ends are you going to, to, to use them and employ them? And we can see there's so much talent in, in the world. There's so much you know, media being put out in artistry. Is the artistry that we were looking towards and the artistry that we're we're taking in what is that doing to our spirits to our minds is it is it renewing is it connecting is it truly beautiful or is it sowing more destruction more pain more division because what we're about is using these gifts for god's kingdom 
So we need to get a clear picture of what that kingdom actually looks like. Otherwise, we're just sort of like throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. So getting a clearer vision of this is what art looks like in God's kingdom and right. how where is that gap? Because we need to start bridging that gap now because we are experiencing a lot of pain. We're experiencing yeah. deep spiritual chaos and turmoil, uh, whether it's you want mental health or whatever it is. We're seeing just our culture, it feels like more and more we're just, there's less harmony, less connection. And we're calling things, especially I see this in art, we're calling things that are truly ugly. And I don't mean like that in an aesthetic way, but like spiritually ugly, beautiful. And those things that are beautiful, ugly. And we're reclaiming that and saying, my identity as an artist, first and foremost, was given to me by God, therefore it's in his hands. I'm going to give that back to him. And he has a purpose for those, and that is joyful creation towards a kingdom that is a lot more just reflective of who he is and his character. Right, which brings me to that quote by Noam Chomsky that whoever controls the media controls the minds of the public. Right. And when we look at media right now, there's a there's a darkness that's a dark agenda that's at play. Um, some of us can't articulate it. We don't have words for it, but we see it. And it's intensified and it's increasing at an alarming rate. Mm -hmm. Which brings me back to why it was so important and still is really important for me to choose what agenda I'm going to serve through my art and what I create. Um, and to hold myself accountable. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I know it's difficult to do that on your own sometimes, but yeah. that's the kind of community we're trying to build here where we can um, sharpen each other and lift each other up and, yeah, yeah help each other. Yeah, and that we don't have to sacrifice great art for doing something that's in the name of God. You know, which I've right. seen, we've seen a lot of, you know, just like that's you're just kind of playing to a certain market. And that's actually not helpful either because um, it's not really glorifying God to just slap some Jesus on something um, and say, you know, it's for his kingdom when it's actually you know, really poorly made. When it's actually whack. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. And so there's a there's a. We've talked about this and we felt that tension of those two um, powers, those forces. But like the more and more people we talk to, the more and more we realize we're not alone. We're just, we're just being separated from each other. And hmm. we're, we're not hearing each other voice this plight and the struggle that we've, of faith that we've been in. And so we're, we're answering the call, so to speak, of we want to connect with more artists who are listening to this right. and watching this because there's going to be more power in numbers and the, as you're saying, you know, the battle is real and it's not something that I think maybe we just sort of blindly, blindly just sort of ignored, but it's, it's clear right now and it's imminent and, and human spirits and souls are so influenced. We're consuming so much stuff. Yeah. And and we want to reclaim like what it is to create something of significance and of beauty that feeds our spirits and souls and actually will uplift us together. 
And so we need more people for right. that. We can't just do this on our own. Um, and we're not supposed to. That's what, what God has for us right. to reconnect and reclaim. And even in a city like Los Angeles, but if people across um, whoever they're listening to this to, but people felt very disconnected in Los Angeles. There's like a loneliness in Los Angeles that, you know, I've experienced in 10 years of living here of we we need community and we th we thrive on it and yeah. so we're cultivating that now and i believe very much that the spirit's just going to be ignited and a new movement of what it looks like i don't even know because right. what god has for art I, i'm thinking about movies i love movies i love films yeah. and tv yeah. but that is not like the pinnacle of all art creation like right. there's going to be something far more amazing and imaginable i can't imagine happening that god's at work at already right and 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 also just to, to point out that there's such a danger in that oversimplification of yeah. like it's either you're making prince of egypt or chucky's bride right <laughs> <laughs> there's so much nuance yeah yeah there's a whole spectrum right yeah, in between yeah. and maybe it's easier to identify it when you say no i'm i make worship music versus secular music yeah but there's such a huge spectrum in, in between and there should be, there's so much nuance in between yes. and it can still glorify God. Yeah. And so I think sometimes some people disqualify themselves and they're like, I, yeah. I can't be part of this movement because these guys are going to want me to make worship music or gospel music. And I don't want it to be so much on the nose. Right. Um, and we're saying this is the place to have that conversation. There's yeah. so many ideas that we can share and workshop yeah. and, and show you that there's freedom in Christ. Yes, right? absolutely. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And that with the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. And mm -hmm. we want to experience that freedom when we're making our art and yeah. sharing it. Yeah, we want we want to be surprised by what the community has to offer, uh, which I guess kind of leads us to kind of wrap this up. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we look forward to so many more of these conversations. And we'd love to hear from you as well. So please share with us in the comments section how your particular art is glorifying God or some of your desires around that. We invite you to partner with us, uh, share your talent with us, your time and your energy and especially your prayers. Mm -hmm. Anotis aspires to cultivate a world where the kingdom of God can, be, can find the full expression of the arts and entertainment we do this by creating works of art with the main objective to flood our world with the light. And we facilitate your participation in this through fellowship and through gathering. This is just the beginning. Uh, this is part of our online community. We're working towards actually gathering in person. So be a part of this with us. We want your help. We want your support. We want your ideas. Uh, we are we are inviting and we want this to be as much about you and God's what God's doing through you as it is about us and our vision. And we're so excited to see what you can contribute and be a part of this so that we can see God glorified in all of our creativity. Right. And and so much is possible. I no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for those who love him and want to be used according to his purposes. I think that we haven't even begun to scratch the surface. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Bonnie. <laughs>